Alright, folks, thanks for listening again. Our uh, third episode of Council Cast, the Jedi Council podcast. Uh, you've got Brandon here, Brandon and Katie, your two favorite uh, therapists for your favorite fictional characters. Uh, thanks for listening today. Today, I think we're going to go a little bit off the rails and try something a little different. So, um, I don't want to speak for both of us, but. I will, I think, in saying we're huge fans of The Office. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, loyal readers of the blog will remember the uh, post about Michael Scott. Uh, I think probably one of the more favorite ones so far. Definitely. Um, so, and because it's a wonderful Thursday afternoon right now, I would rather not be doing anything than watching The Office, so I'm going to combine, or we're rather going to combine this podcast with an episode of The Office. So... If you want to watch along with us, please feel free. That's kind of what I think we have in mind. We're going to kind of line it up, give you the starting time. Uh, just to give you a little reference point, we're watching Season 1, Episode 2, Diversity Day. I bet you're asking yourself right now, why are you watching The Office? I thought this was about mental health. I thought this was about fictional characters. Well, The Office has fictional characters, so we've got you there. No, um, Diversity Day and diversity and cultural diversity, all this actually plays a pretty significant role in mental health. Um, for example, Katie here was actually my instructor for the, the cultural diversity and clinical psychology class, which is a component of training to be a clinical psychologist. Um, yeah, that's right. So um, that was actually one of the classes that I learned the most teaching. I had to learn a lot of information to be able to explain to people how to be effective working with diverse groups. And this is an issue that I feel really passionately about. I feel that we really have to reach out to be able to serve people with mental health disorders that come from a variety of different backgrounds. And so I have a big passion for that. And I also have a big passion for comedy and satire. And I think this Diversity Day episode combines those things because basically, and we'll get into it, um, but Michael Scott gives us a lot of examples of exactly how not to do culturally sensitive and effective connections with people from diverse backgrounds. So this is this is actually really educational for me, but also kind of fun. <laughs> uh, it's I think we're really uh, we're in for a treat here with a very nice what not to do manual. Mm -hmm. Not only for uh, ourselves as as our you know psychologists, but maybe just for being a person in general. Uh, so. Get get uh, get lined up with the episode. Buckle up. I think we're going to go ahead and get started here. Um, we're just going to go through the whole episode, I think, and, and just kind of provide our own commentary. So, and uh, I'm just guessing ahead of time. I have no idea how this is going to go yet, <laughs> but I'm just guessing that we're going to be laughing a lot because we love the show so much, and that we're probably going to get off on random tangents about The Office and or other related or unrelated things. So uh, just buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. The trick is just for us to not watch it and forget to say something. <laughs> that's going to be the hard That's going to be the kicker. Absolutely. Um, so when you have like 15 minutes of silence, just recognize that we're watching The Office and hopefully you're enjoying the episode too. <laughs> so uh, we're sitting here right around 30 seconds. If you're going to watch it with us, uh, I'm going to click uh, the play button here. Three, two, one, and play. All right. Panning out on Homer here, and it looks like uh, looks like the um, instructor, Diversity Day instructor, is getting set up here. So this is really interesting because it's Larry Wilmore, and I recently he got in some controversy at the White House Correspondents' Dinner because he made some jokes that were considered in-group jokes. He's he's African American, and he was making some jokes with Obama that we, we talked about this in class actually mm -hmm. that sometimes are more acceptable 
for in-group jokes, but not in public. And so mm. people were criticizing him for doing that. And so kind of interesting to see him, and he had a lot to do with writing this episode. But that's actually what Michael gets in trouble for, is he is repeating Chris Rock, one of Chris Rock's mm -hmm. jokes, and he doesn't seem to understand why it's okay for Chris Rock to do the joke, and Michael feels he even has the same comedic timing as Chris Rock, mm -hmm. but he gets in trouble for it while Chris Rock does not. And so it's kind of interesting that that thread has... How old is this episode? Oh, geez. Ten years? Something like that, it's, yeah. It's, it's a while ago. I'm going to look really quick okay. while we watch. Because now good. I'm curious. Okay. This, uh, this, I enjoy this scene. We've got Dwight running the shredder while Jim's trying to uh, make a sale. Um, and Dwight's hanging up Jim's call. So what's wrong with Dwight, do you think? <laughs> I, uh, so, a little more about me. I'm in, starting my fourth year of my PhD, uh, and I need a little more training, I think, <laughs> before I'm qualified to make that decision. Okay, well, and I'm post-PhD, <laughs> but I'm still not sure, so this might be something we have to really <laughs> delve into, look through the appendices of DSM, look at alternative systems to find where he fits in. Do you have a guess for the year for this episode? My guess is 2007? 2005. Oh, way 11 off. years ago. <laughs> oh, My wow. goodness. Wow. Still highly relevant. I was only 14. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> a fun fact about me, I used to hate the office. I don't know if I ever really? told you this, and I don't know if this changes, if the blog has to end now. Um, <laughs> I'm I, uncomfortable Yes, <laughs> I used to really dislike it. Um, but then once I actually watched it, it's, well, I mean, you know, I've probably watched every episode five or six thousand times now. So. <laughs> well, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't love the first season, but this episode mm -hmm. I loved right away, Absolutely. and part of it is because I have to geek out for a minute about B.J. Novak, mm -hmm. who unbelievably wrote this when, I think he's around my age, he was in his 20s when he wrote this, mm -hmm. it's one of his first episodes, and it's just so clever and so well done. Uh, there, Here we go, Michael is intentionally talking to Oscar to show that he has rapport with people who belong to ethnic minority groups in front of this diversity trainer that's been hired. A little first day in basis, so <laughs> diversity training complete for Michael. And Jim, Jim is being cut off again. He is not going to be making the sale today. No. It's diversity day. It's never a priority to make sales or work in this paper no. company. You'll notice Michael just said, I wish every day was diversity day. And uh, I, I mean, uh, to some extent, I agree with him. I think that would be useful for Michael for every day to be diversity day. <laughs> he could I, use that. He could. I think he improves with time over seasons. We Absolutely. see a little development, which mm. is nice. Absolutely. Interesting fun fact about Mindy Kaling here, since I also <laughs> admire her quite a bit. So she was on the writing team, and she's this small character, and actually she presents very differently than she does in later episodes. Mm -hmm. So here she's kind of conservatively dressed and not acting in any particularly um, show-stealing way, but as things developed, since she was on the writing team, she was able to make her character more fun and, mm -hmm. and a bigger part of it, yeah. which, I, which I think has been great. I certainly agree. She's one of the characters I think that evolves uh, most. Uh, in my opinion, I think Kevin evolves the most over the series, but I think she's probably a close second. Um, another fun thing I just noticed, uh, Michael overcorrects a little bit here. He's, <laughs> he doesn't see color, he says, uh, which then, of course, the diversity instructor uh, says, well, we should celebrate diversity, and I think that's very true. And I think you know it's important to acknowledge 
Um, that we all have. I mean, everyone is diverse. And then I think it goes. This episode, of course, focuses on race, um, but it goes a lot deeper than that. Everyone has comes from very distinct backgrounds uh, and and belongs to a lot of different cultures. So it's important to really. I know, especially that's something I've been working on this year in my clinical work conceptually. Is you know thinking about especially you know what assumptions what assumptions am I making when I'm meeting with someone who maybe I think might be the same as I am across different cultural domains? Um, and what do I need to do to really challenge us and think about how might their background have differed from mine and just maybe how do they perceive the world to be a little bit different than I do? I, I think that's so important. And I think, you know, if we look, the, the thing the show does show, I know it's a comedy first, but the thing it does demonstrate is when you can't look at other people's perspective, mm -hmm how you can really misunderstand it. So again, um, Michael kind of, he, he needs attention. He kind of jumps in. This whole, the whole reason that, that this person is here doing diversity days because of Michael's inappropriate and offensive actions, and yet Michael is trying to run the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then we have Dwight step in too. And here shows his lack of understanding about what diversity and respect for other people is really about. He starts off by, he just says, um, everyone go around and say, oh no, does Michael say that? I don't remember. I think it might be my actually. Two races that you were attracted to sexually. And yeah. then Dwight immediately responds to that. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is Indian, and then he looks over at Kelly Kapoor. Mm -hmm. so, yes, that's how it goes. <laughs> so don't be a Dwighter, Michael, I think is a good first it's a step good model. in these things. And I, I think what you're saying is a better way to go. Mm -hmm. It's really getting to know from the client's perspective, and they're the expert, Absolutely. rather than what Absolutely. you think is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And here we, have, uh, here we have Kevin recreating... Or attempting to recreate the uh, incident of Michael uh, providing this Chris Rock routine um, and Michael playing guy listening. Um, and we see Michael, he is frustrated right now because, <laughs> from his opinion as a self proclaimed uh, master of comedy, he really thinks that Kevin's just uh, killing it right now. And look at that anxiety building, and he's cutting him off right now. He's butchering it, Michael says. So. And without prop, he's jumping in right here, and he's actually doing exactly what led to the diversity <laughs> training the first time. You can visibly see him lose all control yes. over his impulses. <laughs> he, just, he tries to, he tenses up, and, and <laughs> uh, there he is. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and the diversity trainer, of course, just had to yell to stop Michael, and he's going again. <laughs> so he it's, can't stop. He can't stop, and it's consistent, I think, if, if folks have read the blog post we wrote about Michael. Uh, there's certainly, I, I th just everything we see here is really consistent with a lot of the themes we wrote about with Michael's personality. And, and I think those characteristics are, in my opinion, I'm, correct me if you think I'm wrong, uh, very much apparent in the first season. He's, he's, uh, he mellows out a little bit over time. I think you alluded to that, and I agree completely. So He does. Now, this is a part I think we can both really appreciate, because um, Dwight is geeking out here. Yes. There is the acronym for HERO, and it's supposed to be related to diversity, and he said that's not what a HERO is. And, um, you know, yes. someone who's overcome great trauma, and that motivates their bandits, that might be a future podcast topic. Absolutely. Because that is a common theme of motivation. And uh, then Larry Wilmore, I don't remember his character's name. Oh, Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown, which Michael <laughs> makes like, a joke about. That yes. is not really your name. Not going to First you test, that. he calls that. Yep, <laughs> he won't right. do it. He, he says, I think you're thinking of a superhero. So Dwight is just completely on the same page as Michael, but not. He, I don't think he'd be a good culturally sensitive therapist at this point, I if don't, I had to guess. I, I would tend to agree with you. I would tend to agree with that assessment. I'm going to sidetrack us really quick. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you read heard about this. Um, 
Speaking of superheroes, uh, of course, I think everyone who knows me knows that's a, a hobby passion of mine. Did you hear that Captain America was retconned yesterday, or not retconned, but revealed rather, to have been a Hydra agent all along, actually working for Hydra since day one? I did not hear this, that. This, there is actually a huge controversy. Wow. Because it really changes the whole character's history, and it was made very clear that this is not a clone, this is not brainwashing. This is Captain America, who's actually always been an undercover Hydra. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's and kind he's of supposed a big to be deal. kind of like the ideal set of superhero and more pure and like I don't know. He seems yes, more wholesome to absolutely. me as compared to Iron Man for sure. Absolutely. So I think that's. I mean, it's interesting. I don't know if they'll incorporate that into the films. I do have a friend whose favorite hero is uh, Captain America, and he and I uh, bicker. I think is probably the best word. Uh, Marvel versus DC, and I texted him right away. To uh, let him know that uh, his favorite <laughs> hero is actually um, a Nazi. So, uh, DC wins today. <laughs> very, very good of you. And see, this is the nice thing to show, is that as therapists, we can be very kind, compassionate people, <laughs> but to our friends and loved ones, we don't have to have it, that it, same persona, which nope, is nice. It is. It's good. It's a skill we can turn on and off. Absolutely. <laughs> so here we have Michael reading the contract. Uh, it sounds like it's a really nice thing. Empathy, open-mindedness. Uh, he can truly be a hero of the workplace, and it is signed Daffy Duck. He oh. is—he's not buying into the training, and he thinks it's hilarious that he didn't take it seriously at all. Admittedly, so do I. It's yeah, he's so oppositional here. He just mm -hmm. doesn't handle criticism that well. He has a ridiculous overreaction to it, and I like how Mr. Brown says actually this whole training was just for you, but yes. we just said it was for everyone yes. because we didn't want to single you out, and yet he is really the one getting the least from it, and probably needs it the most. Absolutely, and now he tore it up and threw it on the ground, um, even though he didn't sign it with his real name anyway, but a very symbolic gesture that he does not care for the training that he just received, but now we're going to, I think we're going to, I'm getting ahead of a little bit of the episode here, we're going to see something fun. He's going to externalize the entire training that was specifically meant for him and lead his own diversity <laughs> training for the rest of the employees who may or may not need it, but certainly were not the implicit reason for this training. So Michael is a delightfully exaggerated comedic character, but I do have to say I think it is very true that when you have these types of diversity trainings, and I, I have a good friend who regularly runs these types of things, it is not uncommon to have audience members think that they know the right way to do mm -hmm. it. And it's interesting because there is actually a lot of research about helpful ways to, to train people and about how biases actually can be harmful and mm -hmm. how they take place. And yet most people feel like they have a good grasp of how to do it. And mm -hmm. actually, I, I think one of the biggest lessons for me in, in being culturally sensitive in my practice is recognizing that I don't know the best way. I think mm -hmm. the humility is the most important part, and that's something that Michael sorely lacks. I think you're spot on with that. I think that humility is a huge piece. And then just taking the time to recognize those biases that you might have in yourself. Um, and, and, you know, we can't always change those things. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they're ingrained. Everyone has biases. It's just the way the human mind really works. We compartmentalize things. Um, so just being aware of those and being aware of how that might change your perception of other people is, is I think, really the most, or one of the most important pieces of uh, recognizing diversity. Yeah, I, I think that's really important. And I have to just quickly go off topic for a second mm -hmm. because one of my favorite lines in this episode just took place. Oh. Toby says something um, and, and Michael says, this is a place of welcome and you need to get the hell out of here. Yes. And that's just a brilliant kind of classic office 
line and and his hate for Toby. Do they ever talk about it? Is it just he's in HR? What is the he, deal? He hates that he's in HR. Okay. And it's never really explained beyond that. It's such an interesting thing. Um, and certainly one of my absolute favorite running themes in the, the entire series. I mean, I guess Michael isn't a nightmare for HR. Because mm-hmm. I, if they're trying to keep things in line and follow policies, then I think that uh, obviously he's violating them left and right. I have a question for you, Katie. Sure. Do you know if Abraham Lincoln actually said, if you are a racist, <laughs> I will attack you with the North? I I'm not a history buff myself. <laughs> I, I, I know some history, and I'm really curious about this. That we should fact check okay. some of these things, because I, I'm, I'm not sure. That might have been a paraphrase. I think that Michael has a very good understanding of history, generally. Oh, and here he goes. Here he goes again, offending, because Kelly Kapoor is leaving, because she wants to do some work. And... Um, he says namaste and bows to her, and she just walks out. He gets much worse with her later. Oh, yes. I also, I don't know why I love it so much, but I love that poster. Diversity Day Take Two. I don't know why, but I really enjoy that poster. <laughs> he has to erase the first one, which he ripped up. And, and <laughs> this is completely true. show that. Look at Dwight diligently taking <laughs> notes. That's dangerous. This is a dangerous precedent that uh, Dwight is really taking this in. And it makes me concerned. <laughs> His his body language is just perfect. His, two, his perfect. Two fifteen. I'm sorry. Two fifteenth Native American. Yeah. Okay. Pam looks skeptical. <laughs> Pam is the person I relate to most in this episode. She's just like, what are you talking about here? And so, so Dwight. I don't know about diagnosis, but one thing that um, B J Novak talked about, and actually, so did um, Rain Wilson, who plays. Dwight, he said the the big thing with him is he just loves authority. He loves a hierarchy, yes. and Michael is his authority, so he just completely defers to him. Absolutely, I, I unquestionably. Absolutely, basically. and that reminds me of later, much later in the series, uh, Dwight is very doesn't care for D'Angelo Vickers when he takes over, yes. but D'Angelo <laughs> snaps at him one time, and Dwight's back straightens <laughs> and he follows him right into the room, and he actually I think he comments after that that he responds very well to authority, so. It's a really great thing to point out. We're seeing it uh, in action right here. And he's not agreeable, Dwight, at no. all. Like, he's pretty disagreeable, except he ha- he just firmly believes in these these hierarchical structures. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just it's, it's an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. I do think we should psych about him sometime. Oh, absolutely. The, I, one thing that I love about this show is I do think there are a lot of nonverbal communications, and part of the way they do that, I think, is through the um, documentary style, but you often see people in the background just looking irritated and annoyed. <laughs> so now <laughs> so now this is where Michael's very good idea for increasing diversity doesn't have to do with going out to meet people from diverse groups mm-hmm. and talking to them instead, or even talking amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. The office is actually somewhat diverse. Instead he has them put index cards. He's identified most as Martin Luther King Jr., <laughs> I can't think of anyone less like Michael Scott. <laughs> really let the sparks fly, <laughs> And so that's where, I think this is where the comedy is brilliant, because the truth is that when you do diversity training, you try to get people to be comfortable and, and talk non-defensively and communicate. The problem is here, it's not in a productive way. It's just in a totally offensive and inaccurate way based on stereotypes. Yes. Also, I don't know if you just caught this, but he actually just resisted from doing another Chris Rock bit. So maybe Michael did learn something so far. I'm really, I mean, 
everything we're seeing, <laughs> everything we're seeing now indicates he hasn't learned anything. But that was a moment of strength for him, and I think we should commend him for that. And we really need to notice those because you you can't have all <laughs> or nothing yes. thinking when you're looking at progress, especially for personality Absolutely disorders, which right. we believe he has. There you go. I like how Pam is. She's trying to go along with it. But she's also resistant. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to use stereotypes, so she has a nice disqualifier. Mm -hmm. that I'm, what I'm going to say is completely untrue yes. and based on stereotypes. And she's speaking to Dwight as though to talk about a stereotype about Asian people. And he fires back in a very offensive way, um, saying that this negative stereotype is also associated with women. So in that way, he is raising awareness. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's intentional. I'm, so I'm wondering, as an instructor, and, and you know this, I very much enjoyed uh, taking cultural diversity with you, and, and I learned a lot. Did you consider doing this exercise with us to, as Michael <laughs> just said, stir the melting pot? Um, I, well, I, I considered showing this episode, but I think that satire, you got to be careful with that, right? Yes. I, you want to develop some baselines, and, and you want to talk about a foundation of social justice, and people understand the mm -hmm. real components of it before you move on to satire. So no, I did not consider doing this episode, but I did think of it a lot, and that did make me laugh, and so that, that helped. I do think, I mean, like I said, I do think this has a place in learning about it, but it, it's just the instructions of what not to do. Absolutely. And I think you raise a great point, and, and maybe some of our loyal listeners right now are sitting there thinking, you know, both of you are uh, talk about how, how important diversity is, and, and yet you love Michael Scott. How do you reconcile that? And, and it's a great point. And, and I think you touched upon it earlier. This is satire, and, and it's fun to watch. It's entertaining. I don't think it's meant... I mean, the way it's presented, I don't think, is in a malicious way. Um... I mean, that's kind of my perception of the situation. Yeah, you know, maybe I have uh, that. Sorry, I love this color. Like, just yes. Max Michael, which I'm sure everyone has wanted to do. And I don't condone violence, but I mean, he's just, she doesn't care. She's just sick of it because he's being so offensive towards her. But anyway, as a as a side note, not to get too off track. I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, so the thing that, right, maybe this is just to reduce my own dissonance in enjoying this, but I think <laughs> it's actually true. I watched a writer's panel thing, since I'm really interested in comedic writing, and basically the writers were saying, Michael Scott is written as someone who behaves in the exact opposite of how you're supposed to, like we've been saying, and so I think it is okay to laugh at those people that, well, not at the people, maybe that's me, mm -hmm. but people exhibiting behaviors because they're so, so out there, mm -hmm. but the thing that they do that I think makes it work is that they do have that kernel of truth. So most of us know people who have behaved in these ways, not to this extreme, yes. it's exaggerated for comedy. And so laughing to me gives a little bit of comedic relief while I'm simultaneously taking these issues yes. very seriously. Absolutely. And no. that is my rationalization for it. It's spot on, I agree mm -hmm. completely. And I'm really enjoying what we have here. Uh, Michael venting about how challenging it was for him to have uh, um, the diversity instructor here. And Kevin is still wearing his, his Italian note card on his head. So it, and this is the beginning of a budding romance that yes. will last for five more years. Well, uh, we'll build for five more years. A uh, sweet moment in this. And I've absolutely. heard writers talk about this before, is that Regardless, even um, Judd Apatow was talking about this when he when he does movies like Knocked Up or something like that. It's the and Kevin Smith has talked about this a bit mm -hmm. too. Is that if you add a romance line, that's something that keeps people going. And I know Jim and Pam is definitely one of those. Absolutely. 
And uh, here we go. Uh, things are wrapping up. Um, I, you know, in my professional opinion, a very successful beverage knee day training. <laughs> um, my satirical professional opinion, of course. Um, I don't know. A classic episode. Absolutely. This part is a little bit sweet. I like I like sweet. Jim and Pam. This is nice. They are sweet. And and Michael says Oscar Buena Vista Oscar, which um, is not a thing that makes <laughs> sense, but it it shows he's really trying to reach out. It's, and you know Oscar, that might be a good one for us to I watch agree. another Oscar because Oscar is a great character. I mean he doesn't really suffer fools, but he has a nice way of of um, highlighting Michael's ridiculousness. I agree, and certainly. Uh, certainly the butt of the, a lot of the jokes oh, are Michael yeah. T, so I think you're right. Mm -hmm. So here we go. That's the end of the episode. Uh, thank you all for, for tuning in with us on this one. Um, you know, thanks for listening in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. We've gotten some feedback from some folks, and it sounds like there are people who are enjoying it. So, I mean, tell your friends about it. Tell your family about it. Uh, tweet it. Share it. Uh, Tell everyone that you know. Shout it from the rooftops. Shout it from the rooftops. Um, and also, give us some of that feedback. I mean, tweet at us. We're, we're on Twitter, at Jedi underscore Council. Uh, that's capital J for Jedi. And then underscore Council is spelled capital C-O-U-N-S-E-L. We kind of, that's our play on words here, using the, the different console. We're over on Facebook, uh, you know, facebook.com backslash Jedi Council. And then uh, we've got links to the blog on both of those two over on WordPress. So, you know, get a hold of us. Let us know in what kind of questions do you have. Do you have characters that you want to see us talking about? Uh, do you just have general questions uh, that fall somewhere broadly in the uh, in the intersection of psychology and, and geekiness or your interests. I mean, that's really the goal of, of what we were working on here. We've got we've got a lot of, and I don't want to speak for both of us, I'm a huge nerd, uh, I, and we've got a lot I of... I think it's clear that I'm in that category okay, yes. as well at this point. Absolutely. I don't think there's any denying that. So we've got these, these, in, these fun, geeky interests and hobbies and passions, and then we've got this, uh, you know, this passion for psychology too. So that's what this is all about, is, is finding the intersection between those, and, and we want to uh, talk about what you think is interesting. So please, you get a hold of us. Let us know what you're interested in, and uh, and maybe we can talk about it. Maybe we can connect like that. that that's kind of what we're here for. And or if you want to talk more about diversity, then I that is a topic that's super interesting to me. On my um, my professional website, I have mm -hmm. some sources there, and I'd be happy to discuss one. That's on my mind a lot these days. Yeah, absolutely. Or another thing too, if you have any characters that you know, uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've got some favorite characters of your own. I think everyone has some favorite fictional characters. Uh, drop a note. Um, you know, uh, it's summertime. I've got a little more free time. We're a little more flexible. If it's a character we're not that familiar with, maybe we'll watch an entire TV series or write a blog <laughs> post. Maybe we won't. I can't make any promises, but we'll do what we can. So if you've got those ideas, send them over to us. We're really open to it. We want to make this fun for everyone. We want to make it interesting. We want it to be a learning tool, but some, you know, you can learn and have, and have fun at the same time. That's really what we're all about. Uh, so get a hold of us, and uh, and thanks for listening in, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time.